0: Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and bettors, including the crew from the SGPN. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP.
1: Football fans
0: Yes, indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the latest edition of our digital radio show devoted to the less likely guy to win. The underdog, the team that's not given as much chance, not given as much respect. That's what we're all about, whether we're talking about pro football or college football here as part of Three Dog Thursday. Thank you for finding us. I am merely the somewhat capable host of the program. Coming up straight ahead, our senior handicapper is Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider. He will have lots to say on the very, very controversial decisions being made to put Ohio State into the Big Ten championship game, and not only that, they seem to be right now destined for the college football playoff, almost anointed for the college football playoff Final Four. We'll get Brian's thoughts on all of that, on what those Final Four rankings look like. Regular season essentially ending this weekend. I know they're going to make up a bunch of games on the conference championship Saturday for the championship games. A bunch of other schools are going to make up games, but really for all intents and purposes to shape the uh, the conference championship games, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, it's this weekend that's going to decide that all across college football. So Brian is ready to talk about that. Straight ahead with me, make some underdog predictions. I will be doing the same. We've got lots to discuss. On this whole subject, no michigan ohio State game, that is going to be a big theme throughout the podcast, including in the middle on the YouTube roundtable, our video roundtable. It is, uh, again, a table for one, uh, two at the table here. Dan Leach will be with me from 97. one, The Ticket, the FM all-sports uh, radio station uh, in Detroit. Look forward to having him on to talk about, man, how in the world are they coping with no Michigan Wolverine football the last couple of weeks, no Ohio State game, that long-storied rivalry game. I mean, it is as big a deal as anything in sports in the upper Midwest that that game is not being played. Dan will tell you more about that. We'll get his feelings. I think you can probably imagine what his feelings are about Ohio State being anointed into the Big Ten title game and all but assured of being in the college football playoff final four if they win it despite the maximum they can now win is six games you've got teams like alabama and notre dame uh maybe florida if they pull the upset that that can win 10 or 11 games Uh, in a conference championship game situation, and yet you're going to have a team in there that has won six games at the maximum for uh, Ohio State if they win it. And Northwestern is the opponent. They'd be a long shot to be able to win the game. Might be very advantageous on Three Dog Thursday if it's a ton of points to take the Wildcats. I don't know coming up for the Big Ten title game. But we're going to talk much more about that with our guests. Um, Again, uh, Brian Edwards will be up first. Dan Leach in the middle on the YouTube roundtable. Brian back to talk NFL as well in the final segment of the show. Quick reminder, no matter how you found us, through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, through sportsgamblingpodcast.com, social media links, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, on and on and on, uh, 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 Podcast One, podcast addict anywhere that you get podcasts go find us on three dog thursday search it subscribe it and find us here as part of the program all right and i'm going to give you something from one of our sponsors here if you go and subscribe us uh, subscribe to us uh, i'm making an incentive here we've got a great sponsor smack apparel uh, and SmackApparel.com, great in-your-face-themed theme t shirts You want to check them out, whether you're fans of your favorite teams, from the New England Patriots to the Dallas Cowboys to the Seattle Seahawks, as I like to say, from Green Bay to New Orleans to Cleveland getting it done, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, j- just pick one. Uh, whether you root for the Las Vegas Raiders now or the New York Giants, they've got great in your face theme shirts to get under your opponent's skin smackapparel.com and go to the discount section smackapparel.com slash discount and the promo code tag tag three letters like tag you're it will save you 30% off of any of their merchandise that's there in the clearance area or anywhere else on the site get 30% off but in particular go check out the clearance area because you get a double discount uh, there as well now I'm going to tell you something at the beginning of the podcast here before we ever get to the guests if you go and rate and review this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Those are the main ones. Go rate us and review us. Take a screenshot of that. I'm giving you a specific instruction. Take a screenshot of you rating and reviewing the podcast. And then go to the 3Dog Thursday Twitter page and tweet that screenshot at me. I'm going to give you a free Smack Apparel shirt. In fact, the first two of you that do this, I'm giving you a very specific instruction. Go rate and review the podcast. Tell them how great that we're doing on Three Dog Thursday. Give us a five-star review. Screenshot it. Go to the Three Dog Thursday Twitter page, at Three Dog Thursday, at the number three, Three Dog Thursday, our Twitter page, and just simply tweet at me with that picture. I'd love for you to follow me on the Three Dog Thursday Twitter page, but I'm not requiring it. Just tweet at me with the picture. We'll get you a free smack apparel shirt just in time for the holidays. I'll get it sent out to you again. Whether you root for Alabama in college, whether you root for the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL, maybe you hate on the Packers, maybe you you love the New York Jets. I don't know why. They're winless. Maybe you want a Clemson shirt. Maybe you want a, 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 I don't know, an Oklahoma shirt. Uh, whatever it is, Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints, get one for free, again, specifically by going and rating and reviewing the podcast. Show me that you did that. Take a screenshot, the first two of you, because we may get numerous ones that do it. That's the great thing about this social media setup and the technological world that we're in. I will see the first two of you that do this, no matter when you're uh, hearing the podcast. The first two screenshots at 3 Dog Thursday free smack apparel shirt. Check out the shirts at smackapparel.com. Again, save 30% with our promo code tag tag is the promo code. And you've got a chance uh, right then and there uh, to get uh, 30% off, even if you don't win, but race race to it right now, rate us, review us, take the screenshot and send it on uh, to, uh, to three dog Thursday on Twitter. The first two of you that get into the mentions with that, you get the free shirt, I'll contact you and you will be able uh, to get it for free in time for the holidays coming up. I know Hanukkah begins next week. We've got Christmas coming up. Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us, whatever you're celebrating, do it with Smack Apparel. All right, so the plug is out of the way. So much to get to about the farce that has been made of the Big Ten. By the way, as somebody who sat here on this podcast and said it was going to bite the Big Ten waiting so long that they were screwing themselves out of any wiggle room, out of any extra time, lo and behold, here it is. Lo and behold, you're going to put a team in a championship game that's played five games in the conference. Uh, Meanwhile, Alabama and Florida will have played 11 games to play in the SEC championship game. Notre Dame will have played in 10. Clemson will have played in 10 to play in the ACC title game. Yet Ohio State is now anointed and in the Big Ten title game, having played five games. So we're going to talk much more about that, not only with Brian Edwards, Dan Leach in the middle segment. So much to get to and discuss on those. Lots of underdog conversation coming for all the games this weekend in college football and the NFL. Let me say one more time, too. For all of the talk about all of the COVID positives everywhere, the fear-mongering that's going on, I know games are being paused. Games are being postponed in college basketball, especially college football. Also, the NFL keeps marching on uh, to play games right now. NBA and NHL trying to figure out how do we come back and play safely. Folks, just be happy with the games that you have. Be happy that we have some of this. We're going to get to the finish line in college football here in a couple of weeks to set the college football playoff into motion. There were many who were completely wrong that we weren't going to play college football at all. And we're now going to get to the end of the season. Has it been the oddest, wackiest, craziest, pause these games, cancel these games, go play a new game, go find a new opponent? Yes, it's been crazy. But we found a way to work through it. It's a bizarro year and we've gotten football, we've got all this on TV, we should be thankful for it. I know it's post-Thanksgiving. We should be thankful for the football that we are getting and the games that are being played. Does it suck that we can't all go to the games as fans, tailgate, support your school, support your NFL team? Sure it does. But this is better than nothing to be able to see it and have it perform and have it entertain us on our weekends. And it's continuing on, and it's marching on, and we're here for you on Three Dog Thursday to try to pick some underdogs, get some underdog winners. I pledge that we've got to be better. I was betrayed last weekend by the Falcons against the Saints. I'm going to bemoan that with Brian Edwards later on in the show. Also, the Houston Texans, my God, inside the 10-yard line with a chance to beat Indianapolis with a touchdown in the final minute. They fumble the snap. Deshaun Watson fumbles the snap when a touchdown would have made us an outright winner on Three Dog Thursday. Tough to watch, unfortunately. So got to be better on the college picks in the NFL. We're going to strive for that with Brian straight ahead talking college football Dan Leach in the middle of the show on the YouTube roundtable. And then we are back one more time here talking uh, with Brian about the NFL at the close of the show. Let's get things underway, though. Lots of college football conversation, including that Coastal Carolina BYU fantastic game that I want to talk about with Brian Edwards in a few minutes. Underdog picks flying as well. Let's go. Yes, here we are with both guns uh, ready to go. Both barrels ready to blaze. He is back from MajorWager.com, Vegas Insider. I tried to tell you do not take Kansas State last week. You don't ever listen to me. Then again, what do I know? You and I both uh, went hand-in-hand hand off the cliff with the Auburn Tigers at home against Texas A&M last week on Three Dog Thursday. The one thing that I think we have figured out is nobody can figure anything out about the lines, favorites, underdogs, whatever, right now in 2020, especially in college football. But anyway, Brian Edwards back with me here as part of Three Dog Thursday We're coming down to home stretch. This is essentially the last weekend of the games that matter prior to the championship games. We've got controversy across the board. How are you, before we roll up the sleeves and get into all of this, how are you feeling?
2: A little better than last week when I was just completing watching the Steelers (laughs) grossly non-cover. But uh, I'm still not that great. My picks are cold as ice, and to your listeners that have tailed me, uh, well, certainly, if they tailed me successfully in the first seven or eight weeks of the season, good. But I hope they jumped off at the right time because I've been <laughs> ice cold here well, the last several weeks. The
0: only thing that I can tell you is that the more that we watch this stuff, Uh, again, even in the NFL, to cross over. Because the Steelers go ahead and lose on Monday night to the double-digit underdog Washington football team. The double-digit underdog New York Giants win at Seattle. So now both of those NFC East teams look like they're going to get not only to a sixth win, one of them might get a seventh win. So go figure the NFL uh, right now, and we'll have more on that later on in the podcast. Uh, Speaking of not being able to figure anything out, Uh, Let's do it right now right away at the time that we are taping what a surprise the Big Ten has now ruled after finding out that Ohio State and Michigan will not play first time since 1917 Brian Edwards no Michigan Ohio State game uh, here in 2020 because Michigan has too many COVID positives plus contact tracing plus injuries can't field a decent enough roster Um, so the Big Ten has now said you don't have to play six games the ADs and the Presidents got together and said you know those rules we made up a couple of months ago to play at the beginning of uh, at the end of October we're not even going to stick to those we're just going to make up new rules and now Ohio State is in the Big Ten title game without having to play this weekend And, uh, and making Northwestern by the way play this weekend at the time we're taping one qualifier you may know if that game is off later in the weekend right now Brian and I believe Northwestern is hosting Illinois this weekend, so as it stands, Buckeyes will play in the Big Ten title game with five games not playing this weekend. Brian, what's your reaction to all of this? Go ahead.
2: Oh, Just kind of comical how the Big Ten thought they were going to be the leaders uh, back in whatever it was, August, when they canceled football, and then they they reversed course and then they made these stringent rules and now they've reversed course again. So they just kind of look silly, but I think it's the right ruling. And really, to be honest, I don't know that it mattered. Um, I still think if Indiana was allowed to go to the big 10 title game instead of Ohio state, um, I still think Ohio state, um, had a great chance of getting in the playoff, but, uh, it is what it is. You know, I, I have to say it'll be a huge favorite to Northwestern. I'm thinking at least 18, but I won't be shocked Ooh. if it's
0: 21. Ooh, that high. And they've already revealed uh, some of the lines uh, for the SEC and the ACC championship game. We'll get to that when we further discussion. But you really believe no matter what happens, even if Northwestern destroys Illinois this weekend, again, qualifier if that game is played, because we've already had the Indiana-Purdue game, uh, canceled uh, as well at the at the day that we're taping and the night that we're taping. So if they play that game in Northwestern rolls and gets themselves a 6-1, and one, you still believe they could be a 20-point underdog in the Big Ten title game?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I, you look at Ohio State's lines, you know, before we realized Penn State was going to have a disaster year, that was just week two of the Big Ten. Uh, they were 12 and a half. On the road at Penn State. This is neutral. Uh, I think Northwestern's better than Indiana. You know, Ohio State was 21 to Indiana. Um, wait, what did I say? No, I meant to say Indiana's better than Northwestern. Right, and right, right. Ohio State was 21 to Indiana at home. Yeah, I think I said that wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I think Ohio State's at least 17 or 18 and, and won't be surprised if it's 21. Northwestern, they have a really good defense. Um, I just, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. We'll gotcha. see. 17 well, we'll to 21 s- We'll whatever.
0: see what they put that out at. And, and for right now, I guess they're waiting on the Northwestern-Illinois game before they put a line out. We'll see on some of the different ones. Uh, one more point about this. Uh, number one, we talked on last week's show. Obviously, Kirk Herbstreet had been tipped off on a lot of this. Uh with with last week, eight nights ago at the time that we're taping, where he began to spout what happens if Michigan doesn't play Ohio State and is Ohio State gonna get screwed out of the not his words, I'm paraphrasing. They're gonna get jobbed out of out of having a chance to play in the Big Ten title game. He, he was talking out of school, but he had the info. And obviously, that's exactly what Michigan ended up doing. They didn't play last weekend. They've now chosen, with all of their contact tracing, to say, hey, we can't play this weekend, even though it's the, the hated rival rival and the biggest game of the season. We're not going to play it. So he knew what he was talking about. But for college football playoff purposes, they've left Ohio State in there at number 4, and there are a lot of people up in arms that now the most they can be is 6-0 and when an Alabama, a, a Notre Dame, et cetera, could have a 10th win, an 11th win, and, and have to be on the same footing in a college football playoff with a team that has only won six games. What say you, Brian, about that?
2: Well, you know, if Clemson were to lose in double overtime to Notre Dame again, Uh, you know, if I'm a Clemson fan, I might be a little irritated, but, you know, I'm a Florida fan. I know if we beat Alabama, we'll be in, and if we lose, we're not. So, I mean, I think Ohio State's one of the top four teams in the country, and I don't have to see them smash, uh, Purdue and, uh, all these other teams that we know they would smash. It's just because of the, you know, the circumstances. It is what it is. I mean just from just a fan standpoint, I mean obviously we gotta see how the an Ohio State Northwestern plays out and how Clemson Notre Dame plays out in Florida, Alabama, et cetera. But um I mean I think I wanna see Ohio State. I wanna see the best teams in there. Um so I mean I I'm I'm not upset about it. And look, I, I I'm I'm all for getting pissed at Ohio State for anything. But I mean I'm not pissed <laughs> about
0: it. <laughs> Well, and, and I will just take issue with one thing you said. I don't know for sure how good they are because they've only been playing Big Ten competition. And I know I'm in the right. South. You're in the South. This is not the SEC. You're in and you're out. When you're Alabama and you get through winning 10 games, which Alabama will defeat Arkansas decisively uh, no matter what, and get through 10 games of the SEC schedule 10-0, and 0, that, that is not the same thing as 10-0 and 0 in, in the Big Ten. Not on any planet, not in any discussion. So I, I don't know how good Ohio State really is right now, uh, especially with the smaller sample size. I, I would have liked to have seen them with maybe a, even a seventh regular season game and then the Big Ten title game. We'll see. We'll, we'll see when the time comes. And I, And I could make the same argument that if Clemson gets a hold of Ohio State, just like they've done before, Uh, not this past year in the college football playoff, earlier this year in January, but the the previous time they blew them out and shut them out in the Fiesta Bowl. If Clemson gets a hold of them, look out uh, as well. I think they're far more well-rounded. I don't know that Notre Dame blows out Ohio State. I don't know that Florida or Texas A&M would blow out Ohio State. Do you have a quick thought on that, just while we're hypothetical? Uh, Well, I
2: think Ohio State would be favored over um, all of those teams with the exception of Clemson and Alabama.
0: Interesting. Interesting on that. All right, and so one more on this. Uh, we've we've already seen it revealed. You've been tweeting about it off of MajorWager.com and, and your Twitter handle and writing articles about the two ACC and SEC title games being revealed. Number one, yes, with your orange and blue glasses on for the Gators, surprise you that it's 14 for the opening line. And the two teams still have to play another game this weekend where injuries could happen, et cetera. Did it surprise you that the peak line, the look ahead, the peak at the line was 14 or 14 and a half for Alabama? Not
2: really. I mean, I've been saying for weeks it would be between 10 10 and 14. And in those weeks since I first said that, uh, Florida's kind of looked a little sloppy at times. and, And Alabama just seems to be cranking it up in extra gear uh, every week. And, uh, so no, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. I'm just, uh, anxiously awaiting the total. And like I've said on here several times, anything less than 80 will be an overplay for me.
0: It is interesting on that one. It is also interesting that Clemson at seven and a half favored by seven and a half on Notre Dame in Charlotte, Bank of America stadium, where they did announce on Wednesday, Brian, they'll allow 5,000 fans only for Clemson and Notre Dame, socially distance th- that is mind-boggling to me. I know every state is doing this differently. Uh, again, I'm working the Big Ten title game on national radio, on Compass Media Networks with Tiki Barber. My understanding is they're going to allow 20% at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana, for Northwestern Ohio State. Uh, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium at- in Georgia, Atlanta- in Atlanta, right, will Atlanta- probably... What, what is that announced? 15? 16- 20? What is that announced?
2: 16? 16,500 and I plan on being one of them.
0: You're going to try to be one of them with a the ticket. But again, 5,000 is just silliness uh, when you have a 70,000-seat stadium and can spread people out. that it should. I'm not saying there should be 50. I'm not saying there should be 30, but it can be more than 5,000 for that. That seems to me to be Absolutely. crazy. Uh, on that front. Hey, one more comment before we get to the underdogs. What a great win for Coastal Carolina. Kudos, and I'm, I'm propping up BYU who I'm not a fan of. I'm not a Mormon. I'm not from Utah. But give BYU a lot of credit because this time last week we were wondering would they get Uh, involved with Coastal Carolina? Would they travel to Conway, South Carolina, play the game on a couple of days' notice? They did. They got all their equipment there. Did you see where the equipment guys drove day and night for like 34 hours to get to to South Carolina and get everything (laughs) set up? give BYU a lot of credit. They hung in. It was a great game, and Coastal deserves a ton of credit for how physical they were, how well they played. What a, what a great story in this crazy 2020 year that those two teams were willing to play, and Coastal Carolina is legit. I don't know that they belong in the four-team playoff, but they certainly deserve to be in the conversation among New Year's Six bowl games, do they not, for the way they looked against BYU?
2: Absolutely, and there were no losers. The fans were winners, and, and BYU got their, their school and their program talked about in that little three- or four-day stretch as much as they had it talked about in the last three or four years. And, and I just thought it was so funny, and, and and I felt for them and having to make that long trip, and I'm watching game day, and Kalani Sataki looks like he's in the smallest hotel room I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> existence. And I'm thinking about these Six, six 330 pounders that had to be on an airplane and i'm like in the head coach he should be in like the hotel suite it looks like this room he's in is like an eight by eight and i've <laughs> like never a been to Congress, South like
0: solitary confinement what are we doing yes. with the visiting team i exactly. agree i agree but
2: well uh, hey now just one more thing on that now Coastal Carolina, they won by three at Louisiana. They've got a rematch coming next week in the Sun Belt uh, championship game, and let's not lest we forget Iowa State that's number eight. Louisiana went up there in the opener and spanked them 31 of course. 14. So uh if it was an eighteen playoff, I would be all for the Louisiana Coastal Carolina winner being the eighth seed for
0: sure. Particularly the Sun Belt has three wins against the Big Twelve, including Coastal beating Kansas, who's awful uh and they had one other one uh somebody upset Kansas State if i recall correctly they also now have the arkansas coastal state, yeah. arkansas, arkansas state, state did coastal upsets coastal carolina upsets BYU who was heavily favored a double the double figure favorite uh in this game so they they deserve the puncher's chance, and we've seen some different teams that are uh, from the smaller conferences finish with an unbeaten season. But this this one got to prove itself in a rare situation at the end of the crazy scheduling year, and good for them. Uh, and we'll see how it plays out for them on the New Year's six and what happens uh, at the end. All right, we've waited long enough. Brian Edwards with me, MajorWager.com, Vegas Insider. And we're looking over underdogs. I'll let you begin. You have the full slate of everybody that is playing. And again, the disclaimer: you may know some more teams are not playing. You know, for example, Ole Miss and and Texas A&M has already announced they're not playing. We told you about uh, the two games in the Big Ten that are not playing. There may be more cancellations. We have no control over that. As we tape uh, on the night before Three Dog Thursday here, where do you want to begin? Uh, for Three Dog Thursday purposes, Brian with an underdog.
2: Let's go to Houston, Texas, and let's go with the Rice Owls, plus seven and a half. There might be an eight or uh, left out there against UAB. UAB has had its last four games postponed due to COVID. And if, if you follow sports on Twitter, uh, Matt Zenit, Uh, z-e-n-i-t-z of al.com is very good college football reporter he tweeted this morning that uab's uh, scholarship numbers uh, are in the low 40s right now and so this game might end up getting canceled but if it doesn't uab's numbers are down and their star wide receiver austin watkins first team all-conference usa last year he opted out this week He's got 34 catches for 468 yards and three touchdowns this year. And last year, 57 grabs for 1,092 and six touchdowns. So UAB is going to be down a lot. And look, Rice, without its starting quarterback, Mike Collins, who has a 10-to-1 T-I-N-T ratio this year, they went to Huntington, West Virginia last week where Marshall yep. was undefeated and they won outright 20-to-Bagel with their backup quarterback as a 24-and-a-half-point underdog. So UAB, uh, whether I mean, I hope it gets played, but their numbers are low. They're without their best receiver. They haven't played in a month. Are they in game Mm-mm. shape? And Rice, yeah, maybe a flat spot for Rice. Maybe coming off a huge win, but they might get Collins, their QB, back this week. He's questionable. UAB's only two and five against the spread anyway. So I'll go with the Rice
0: Owls as a home dog. Well, and speaking of how crazy it's been in Conference USA, I mean, and and uh, their games uh marshall was undefeated it took the loss to rice last week and now their game is canceled with them having a COVID outbreak uh midweek and that that was a team that was counting on trying to win the championship game they still may get in the title game on a tiebreaker uh marshall but they cannot play this weekend so very interesting that you go see usa uh there with your selection Uh, Again, I've looked over a lot of these different games. I'm going to go all the way out of the Pac-12 and what's known as the Crosstown Showdown. They are going to be able to play, we think, we believe, we hope, UCLA and Southern Cal, USC, Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern time, 4.30 in the late afternoon uh, in Pasadena. No fans, again, for the UCLA-Southern Cal game. They've also announced, by the way, no fans for the Rose Bowl game itself for the national semifinal in California crazy that we're going to play this game. UCLA off the win over Arizona State in fact, uh the Bruins playing much better. Dorian Thompson Robinson is the quarterback. They've won their last 2 over the two Arizona teams. They've covered in all of their last 4 games, winning 3 of the last 4 outright. Playing a USC team that yes, he's undefeated but has played a couple of crazy close games. Uh, They did win decisively on Sunday night, shorter week for Southern Cal. They won Sunday night over Washington State at home. Crosstown Showdown, give me Chip Kelly and the Bruins getting a couple of points, two or two and a half. I think they win the game. They won this game with Chip Kelly defeating Clay Helton two years ago in the Rose Bowl. They've won it three of the last four times in the Rose Bowl, the UCLA Bruins against their Crosstown rivals. I'll take them again here, Brian, and let's hope this one gets played. It's part of the the pageantry of the rivalries. We've already lost Michigan and Ohio State. Hopefully we get UCLA and USC.
2: Yeah, and you also, uh, not only is Chip Kelly and the Bruins playing the best ball, I'm not saying a whole lot, but the best ball since Kelly got there, but uh, USC is on a short week as well, having played Sunday night. So there's another little just slight edge uh, for the Bruins.
0: Yes, indeed. And by the way, if that game does get canceled, which it might, I'll stick another college underdog tentatively. So this is not my my play that I would make. But if the, if the USC-UCLA game is gone, I'll go to my alma mater, Memphis. Under your same theory, Memphis at home is an underdog with Houston, which is hard to figure out. Because are you ready? Just like you talked about with UAB, Houston has not played a football game in a month since November the 14th. That's the last time they played with three cancellations now in a row for COVID-19. Brady White and the Memphis Tigers already have the upset of UCF at home. I had that on Three Dog Thursday. They have another uh, narrow win recently at Navy. I know they lost last week to Tulane, but they've played the last two weeks Uh, when, when Houston is not played, give me Memphis, Tennessee, give me Memphis Tigers at home, getting points with the Houston Cougars, uh, in that afternoon matchup. I will take the alma mater, accuse me of being slanted or biased, but I just, I like the fact that I don't know what I'm getting with Houston and the fact that they're a four and a half or five point favorite. I'm taking, I realize they want you to gamble on these games, but I'm taking Memphis as the home (laughs) doggy. Um, on that one as the backup underdog if needed. All right, and you do not have another college underdog, but you have a couple of under-over plays that you're looking at, in particular in the SEC, Brian. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to go over 54 on Georgia-Missouri. The over is on a 5-1 and one run for Georgia in its last six. Those five overs had combined scores of 61, 55, 72, and Ooh. 65 twice. Connor Baselick for Missouri, the QB, he has not thrown an interception in five home games. And Mizzou's senior running back, Larry Roundtree, has run for 119, 126, 160, 185 yards in rushing yards, obviously, in the last four home games. And UGA's last two games with JT Daniels at QB, he's got a six to one TDI and T ratio. And Georgia's defense has not been nearly as salty since all those injuries. Uh, that still have uh, multiple key guys still out of the lineup. Uh, so Georgia's defense is not nearly as salty as the group we saw in October. And Missouri, three of its last four home games, they've had scoring outputs of 45, 41, and including 50 in last week's 50 to 48 win over Arkansas. I like it over 54.
0: How about that, a lot of points, a lot of points, and Missouri snuck into the college football playoff rankings. Uh, as well. So interesting. That's an 11 a.m. start uh, in Columbia, Missouri for Georgia and Missouri on Saturday afternoon. All good stuff. Brian, stand by. We've got our YouTube roundtable that is coming up. Uh, Much more on the way here as part of Three Dog Thursday. Brian will be back for some NFL picks later on to close out the show as well here on the program. But before we get to our YouTube roundtable in the middle segment here with Dan Leach of 97.1, the ticket in Detroit, talking all things Michigan, Ohio State, and what's going on with the Big Ten, it is time to talk to you about MyBookie.ag. MyBookie wants you to know it's the most wonderful time of the year, even though the year can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win at the end of 2020, don't we? We deserve a little extra money in our pockets. Well, the only place that you're guaranteed to get it all is through mybookie.ag. They're not only just the sports book, but they take care of you whether you're naughty or nice, and they've got gifts for everyone by betting the NFL or when the NBA starts up or your, all your college uh, football and basketball and much more. Sign up today and get the ultimate stocking stuffer: 50% deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. That's a great place to start just by using our promo code SGP. You put $100 in, you get $50 from MyBookie. You put $500 in, you get $250, all the way up to $1,000 on the 50% match. So for all of these different games in pro football, college winding down, you've got the college football playoff uh, coming up as well, the NBA starting again. Head over to MyBookie, make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket. Remember that promo code SGP. Get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. This winter, bet with the best. Betwithmybookie.ag and the promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you in part by Thrive Fantasy, the daily fantasy sports app for player props. And just in time for the holidays, as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, we're teaming up with Thrive Fantasy for an awesome SGP merchandise bundle. Send in a screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy's promo code SGP and signing up for Thrive Fantasy, and you've got a chance to win a hundred dollars in sports gambling podcast merchandise. So, email your screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy using our promo code SGP, send it to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com with the screenshot, and you've got a chance to win a hundred bucks for the holidays in SGP merchandise. All right, so with Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of all the research every which direction on Daily Fantasy. And instead, in the NFL, choose 10 of the 20 available player props, build your lineup, and get into the contest to play. And real quick, here are some props that I like this week for Thrive Fantasy. That includes my Buccaneers. You're going to hear me talking more about them with Dan Leach coming up. In our YouTube roundtable segment, Bucks hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Tom Brady's uh, under over prop is 290 passing yards through Thrive Fantasy in the app and ThriveFantasy.com. I like the over in this one with him to be angry against the Vikings off the bye week. Everybody throwing slings and arrows at Brady having lost three home games in a row. Gimme Brady with the over. On the passing yards uh, in that one Uh, a couple of other ones that I like I've been big uh, so far this year on Deshaun Watson they're hosting or they're actually playing at Chicago against the Bears or the Houston Texans 295 combined pass and rush yards Bears defense has been giving up a lot of yardage but I think this is going to be a cooler weather game with the uh, Texans playing outside give me Uh, the under on the 295 combined yards on Deshaun Watson passing and receiving. I think they'll hold him down. It's going to be tough for Houston to get anything done against that defense. Uh, By the way, how good is the pass-catching been of Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders? They are playing at home with the Indianapolis Colts uh, coming up. Waller right now on Thrive Fantasy six and a half is the under over on receptions in the game. That might be a little too steep there. I might take the under, but he has been such a big play weapon for Derek Carr as a tight end. Dar- uh, Darren Waller's one to watch out for. I just don't know that he gets to seven or more catches in this game against a good Colts defense. So I'm probably taking the under. So there are some examples of what you can do with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive has given out over $100,000 the last couple of weeks in guaranteed prizes, and they're continuing to give it out uh, right now if you get these successful props and enter their contest. They've paid out over $250,000 in cash prizes so far this season. Uh, with Thrive Fantasy. So again, sign up with Thrive Fantasy. Use our promo code SGP. And if you're a first-time depositor, you get a match up to 50 bucks when you put in. Get an instant match up to $50 on your initial deposit. So again, go get Thrive Fantasy in the Apple Store, in the Google Play Store. Download it. Find out more of the rules and regulations at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Use our promo code SGP. We are also brought to you in part by BetterThan.Vegas It's an all new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on BetterThan.Vegas They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball nba will be here soon as well if the free video picks aren't enough they're giving away cash one thousand dollars to the handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the handicapper that has the most followers make sure you subscribe on the sports gambling podcast network page sports slash btv Better than Vegas, BTV, Sports Gambling Podcast Slash BTV, so you don't miss out on any of these videos. Head over to Better Than Dot Vegas, that's Better Than Dot Vegas to see more. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sportsbook but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive, professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP to find out more. We are also brought to you by our friends at Smack Apparel. Get in your opponent's face with these outstanding theme shirts, as I was talking about earlier at the beginning of the podcast, at SmackApparel.com, no matter who you root for. I mean, it's been a big year so far, obviously, for the likes of the Chiefs and the Packers and the Saints and, hey, the Cleveland Browns are even doing amazing things. We're going to have more on that as the podcast goes along. You can root for your own team, but you can also hate on your enemy. If you're a Browns fan, you're anti-Steelers at this point, and obviously so. The same thing if you're a Packer fan. You despise the Lions, the Vikings, and the Bears. We get it. Same thing if you root for the Giants or you root for the Eagles. You have to hate the Dallas Cowboys. That's what it's all about with Smack Apparel. And right now we got a great promo code offer for the holidays. Uh, in fact, indefinitely right now through the holiday season and the end of the year and into the college football playoff in the NFL, just use our promo code TAG. Go to, go to uh, the discount uh, code section when you go to checkout and put the promo code TAG in, and you're going to get... off right now just with that discount with the promo code TAG. So, again, any merchandise, whether you're pro New England Patriots, whether you're anti Seattle Seahawks, in my case, I love the Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay stuff that they have at Smack Apparel. But you can back Baker Mayfield, you can back Aaron Rodgers, uh, whomever you want to back, or go against Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, go against the Dallas Cowboys, get in your opponent's face. These are hilarious shirts for the NFL college football too. Whether you're yelling Roll Tide, whether you're hating on the Fighting Irish, you might love Dabo Sweeney, you can't stand the Buckeyes in Ohio State. All those teams in the college football playoff mix from Gators to, uh, to Aggies to Oklahoma Sooners and on and on. Check it all out at Smack Apparel and again you can go check out on Smack Apparel all the great selection. Just remember our promo code TAG. TAG will save you 30% off any of the products on the website that are already up and out there. So again, go to the discount section, smackapparel.com discount, and the promo code is TAG. Uh, for that. So again, with Smack Apparel, they've been uh, talking the talk since 1998. And we are there with them as part of Three Dog Thursday and all of our podcasts through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows. Uh, Again, remember our promo code TAG and get in your opponent's face. Have fun. Talk the talk with Smack Apparel.
1: The dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week three dog thursday now continues here again
0: is tj reeves and we do continue along it is the three dog thursday youtube roundtable again party of two on the round table who better to help me if we're doing this i see you it's not a peace sign it's party of two he is from 97-1 the ticket in detroit Also, the task force, the online show that you see, if you follow this guy, anything in Michigan, Michigan sports, Detroit sports, he is Dan Leach back with us here as part of Three Dog Thursday. A reminder, if you're only hearing us through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you found us, social media link, come see what we look like on the YouTube roundtable. Brother Leach, always good to have you on the program. Thank you for hanging out with me here again on Three Dog Thursday and the YouTube roundtable.
1: It's an honor, and you said it's a party of two. I'm like three or four people. I mean, I'm that multi-talent and very humble, too. So it's great to be with you, and uh, people need to come see what you look like because I'm really good-looking. You're like super good-looking.
0: No, so I don't think so. We, gotta I mean, get it we both have faces it. We both have a lot podcasts. of hair too. Yeah, neither one right. of us have a lot on top up here, and it, we're definitely faces for podcast at this point. Um, Okay, so my senior handicapper, Brian Edwards, and I just spent the better part of about 15 minutes going over and teeing off on the Big Ten and the college football playoff. So now the floor is yours. I bring you on here on the YouTube roundtable and we take a look at what the Big Ten announced on Wednesday at the time that we're doing this uh, video roundtable. There it is, Mr. Leach, Ohio State handed a berth in the Big Ten title game despite not meeting the criteria that the Big Ten made up two months ago and said, you got to play six games. Okay, it's Ohio State. You don't have to play six games. You're in the Big Ten title game uh, to play Northwestern. I've said a bunch. I want you to say a bunch. Go. All
1: right before I get into anything, and it's all full disclosure. I'm obviously a huge Wolverine fan. I came out of the womb singing, you know, hail of the victors. So let's let's get that out of the way. But before I get into anything, I'll say this. I I think I understand why the Big Ten did what they did. But then I gotta get into what my, my feelings are. Do you really think, and I understand that we're not gonna have the game Michigan Ohio State for the first time, you know, in forever? I understand. You know why we're not having the game? It's not Harbaugh ducking the Buckeyes. It's not trying to save face. Twenty plus, you know, twenty six or so COVID positive tests. They, the Big Ten set up these rules. You got to follow them. That's what's happening. There's no, you know, Kirk Herb Street nonsense. Eh, they're going to screw out state season. But do you really think if it was if it was Iowa, if it was Michigan State, if it was <laughs> Purdue, if it was Northwestern? that the Big Ten and Kevin Warren would have made an exception and said, okay, here's the rules. It's this pen. It's got to be these certain colors. You know what? Don't worry about it. We can have different colors because we want the pen to be somewhere else. Is there anyone that honestly thinks if it wasn't Ohio State, they would have made the exception? Now, there's a couple things, TJ. And like I said, the whole start of my diatribe, I get why they did it. It's the conference, you wanna make money, you want prestige. Ohio State is one of the best teams in college football. Obviously they're a top four, 16, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the problem with this crazy COVID college football year. Did I want them to play? Of course I did. But I was very nervous about them playing. And obviously with the million games that have been postponed or canceled and all the different issues and bending rules and rewriting rules, we know that maybe they probably shouldn't have played. As a Wolverine fan, I wish they did play, but I'm happy that there was college football. That being said, it doesn't smell right. I, I Once again, it's not because I'm a Wolverine fan. I get why the, the Big Ten brass and Kevin, the, more the commissioner did this, but it's, TJ, let's, let's just be totally honest. If it was Illinois and Lovie Smith, in the same situation, there is no way they would have changed the rules. If it was brand new, Mel, you know, P.J. Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans, who, by the way, have two more signature wins in his first year than Harbaugh does in six years, if it was them, would they have made an exception? I don't think so. So I get the conference beating of the chest. I get them wanting to have one of the best teams in college football with a chance to go to the college football playoff. But it's just all nonsense. It really is.
0: Well, okay, so give me an idea, too. I'm just curious because you have been talking about this for the last week and a half and about this possibility that's now a reality. A, they're not playing the game. And, again, this is like the the Grinch that stole Christmas. This is like pulling the Christmas tree uh, lights and ornaments and plug out of the wall and taking the Christmas tree and lighting it on fire for Michigan and Ohio State fans to not have this game. So you have been – uh, among them, as I like to say, with all the Michigan fans, talking to them on the air, talking to them off the air. G- give us an idea. Give us a taste here on Three Dog Thursday. How distraught are they? Are they maybe ambivalent because Michigan's had such a bad year? How would you describe your audience and what Michiganders and Wolverine fans are saying about it?
1: Well, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, if people that don't know, most people that listen to this and our college fans understand the rivalry – which isn't really a rivalry right now because Ohio State owns Michigan for the better part of 20 years. But it's, it is one of the great games in college football every year. It's like the Iron Bowl. It's like, you know, back when USC and UCLA used to be. It's what Army Navy is. It's one of the great rivalries in sports. But it's one of these things where, and I'll speak from the majority, what I'm hearing from the majority of fans, and it kind of leads into the way I feel as well. A lot of fans feel like it's better they're not playing the game because Michigan would have gotten embarrassed anyway. I mean, Ryan Day earlier this year said he wanted to put a 100 up on the Wolverine. So, I think that my prediction a few weeks ago after the Wisconsin loss was Ohio State 102, late safety. Late Ohio State safety. That's the only reason <laughs> Michigan didn't have any points. But the majority of people are glad they're not playing for the embarrassment part of it. But we're all – high majority, 80-plus percent, are bummed because we've seen this game every year for over 100 years. And it really is special. And obviously we knew, we, you know, as fans, I've been to so many Ohio State-Michigan games – I was on the field with Charles Woodson in 97 with the rose in his mouth. I mean, I've been in so many great, amazing moments in that, that, that rivalry that even without fans, it's still to be able to watch it. To, to go into our, uh, my dad's garage and you know socially distance and watch the game, that's a bummer. But once again, back to what I said earlier, this is a whacked out year. Sure. People wa- I thought there was no way the Big Ten was going to come back. Once they announced that they were done, I thought there was no way. You got Michigan State and Michigan, both their presidents are doctors. They were if firmly against you playing. If you
0: remember in, in uh, late August when that was going on, there's a certain sports radio and talk friend of yours that had you on this very round table. He did. Who said, watch them turn around and change their mind when everybody else is playing and they're not oh, playing. And sure you were enough, totally right. Sooner or later, you got to listen to me once. You don't have to listen to me I all the time. I listen to you later, once, you got to listen to me.
1: Implicitly, just sometimes I, it goes, you know, I forget. But it was a FOMO thing. It was a fair missing out, and, and I get that. And if everyone else is playing, let's, you know, max six-game season, you know, Pac-12, eight games, whatever they're playing. So I, I get it. And, you know, going back to that time, TJ, I think I mentioned this on the show. I didn't think they were going to play. I wanted them to, but I thought that it didn't make any sense. And, listen, have there been some nice moments for Indiana this year as Ohio State waxed a bunch of teams? Sure. But does the Big Ten really – has it really meant anything? I mean, aside from a couple moments here and there, you've got a team that's being literally election results were were overturned illegally and led into this game, (laughs) to to use our election parlance, not, not politically affiliated. But you've got, you know, rules being rewritten on the fly. You've got games being canceled nonstop. You got a Michigan team with Jim Harbaugh, who has lost you know lost this team in his mind a long time ago not playing. You know, Harbaugh's message TJ was stay positive, test negative. Well, it happened. And it's not Harbaugh's fault, I'm not saying that. But it's it's one of these things where we know that this is the right thing. I mean, there's obviously some fans out there that don't care about science. And why are they playing? Why aren't they playing? But we all know the majority of us it's the right thing to do. It sucks. I feel bad for the student-athletes. But the, the, the feeling I'm getting from the, the big Michigan fans that call my shows, and I've been on every postgame this year, and it's been, there's been some doozies, is that they understand why they're not playing. And in a way, it's almost like I never get to the Lions in a minute. I would never root against the Lions, but I won't be mad if they lose for better draft picks. And that's kind of where Michigan fans are. They're, they're not, they, they wanted to see Ohio State-Michigan, but they're not mad they're not playing because it would have been probably 65-10. to 10. So that's where the fans are at right now. It does suck. My dad's bottom-down bummed. He sure. had some ideas of doing an outdoor tailgate and watching the game. But, you know, it's probably, in all honesty, better for Michigan as Harbaugh negotiates this possible extension, which is a whole other crazy part of this. I don't want Harbaugh to walk away. Believe me, a lot of us do. I just – it's so weird to think there'll be no hostile Michigan game. So at the root of it, it's, it's very depressing.
0: Uh no doubt. All right. So there you go. And as you mentioned, first time since 1917,
1: WW1. World War I, the great the World war End
0: Wars. Yeah. And so it's been played ever since. It will not be played this weekend. It's hard to fathom, but we got to accept that. All right, here's something else that I want to put on a silver platter for you. The college football playoff latest rankings, the third rankings release out Tuesday night. And lo and behold, Ohio State is there. So uh, I, I think everybody understands that they want the Big Ten to be part of this. Uh, clearly, if they win the Big Ten title game, they're going to let them be the fourth team. I think that's rather that, that's rather obvious here in this scenario. My question would be, has the college football playoff kind of sold out here? Have they lost credibility with how hard they are pushing to have Ohio State in the final four of their playoff? Dan, what it, what do you say? Because it appears with almost certainty that Ohio State is in if, if they win the Big Ten title game, even though they're only going to have six wins when other teams have 10 or 11 wins.
1: All due respect to Northwestern, Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten title game. They'll probably be 17-point favorites, if not more, like they were a couple years ago when they, they waxed the, the, the Wildcats. TJ, goes back to where I've been at with this whole college football season. We knew that there were certain things put in place We knew that there were certain conferences that were going to play less games. And and I've said this all along. Let's say there's a scale from 1 to ten. One this season means nothing. 10, this is a regular season. We're somewhere around 5 or 6. I mean, it it doesn't not matter. But it isn't a regular season. And that being said, once again, thank God we're playing for these student-athletes. And and obviously, it sucked to see – so many positive tests and cancellations and postponements. And what did UMass play three games and other teams are playing 12 games. It, it, this season was always going to be a hodgepodge of craziness. So on its merit, am I surprised? Is it them trying to finagle one of the best teams in the country? And absolutely. But I can't get too angry because we knew this was the case. It's not an apples to apples season. It's a apples to guava to Kiwi season, and the Buckeyes <laughs> are the Kiwi, and the Eclipse is the Apple, and you can't try trying to figure out the reasoning to make this make sense is like trying to figure out time travel, and it will make you go cross-eyed. So that's where I'm at with it. Am I? Do I think that they're like as you said, cow to the Big Ten of the Buckeyes? Of course they are. Are the Buckeyes one of the top four teams in the country? even though they played five games so far, I mean, I guess. I would have to say probably. A great defense. Justin Fields is a revelation. Ryan Day's a great coach. Sure. But are the teams that played, you know, in Coastal Carolina, that played way more games at Ohio State, more deserving on the merit? Sure. But they're not going to get in. It's going to be the sure. Buckeyes. They're the blue blood. They're the, they're the TV ratings darling. They're, you know, Justin Fields' Heisman candidate. So once again, the whole season, while it's been fun at times to watch it, it's been a disaster in many other ways. And that, that's why this whole scenario is a disaster as well. I'm not trying to be mean about it, because you gotta do what you gotta do. They decided to play. This is what we it's like you get what you you read what you suck, and that's where we're at with this.
0: Well, and, and let's be honest. I mean, if it is Alabama. Clemson some combination here Notre Dame Florida Ohio State maybe Texas A&M somehow gets into the mix depending on who wins who loses what happens Uh, I mean that's not a bad thing in terms of a cross section of different programs across the board and in the cases of everybody but Ohio State they played a full season they played a 10 or an 11 game season to be able to try to get in so we'll see on the college uh, on the college front. You well, the boys, T.J. I or... yeah, think also
1: ahead. you know we're not going to necessarily get all four of the best teams. We often might not get the four best teams, but the chances are, even in this crazy year, you're probably going to get pretty darn close to the four best teams that are in the playoff. That's just the way. Whether they play five games or twelve games, and that's one thing you can kind of rest your you know you know hat on or hang your hat on and say, okay, well we're probably getting. 90% of the four best teams but even in a regular year you're gonna have teams that are on the outside looking in like Penn State was a few years back uh, that's gonna happen regardless in this year it's gonna be the same thing we're gonna get pretty much the four best teams but yes there's a question mark a little further because some teams played five games other teams played 12 games
0: very true. That's the voice of Dan Leach hanging with me for a little while longer on Three Dog Thursday. If you are only hearing us through the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, however you found us, social media link. Uh, if you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and only hearing us, find us on YouTube. Search Three Dog Thursday. You'll see what we look like. Uh, Dan, uh, macked out male model. Uh, come see oh, what we yeah, like. Trust like. Tr- trust me on that. Uh, Okay, another one, again, right in your wheelhouse as we show the audience who is watching, uh, obviously with us. They're all watching if they're uh, on the YouTube. There they are. Lo and behold, the Detroit Lions go to Chicago and knock off the Bears with the interim coach, Daryl Bevel, stepping in for Matt Patricia. Um, Leach. Leach. You're supposed to be losing games at the end here when you've had a bad season Listen, to help the draft pick, like you said. Yet, this was a bump. comeback win. This was impressive Sunday. Well, tell me more.
1: Yeah. It's the
0: Bevel bump, my
1: friend. And let me just say this. And Bevel's not going to be the coach. I all do respect to Darrell Bevel. But, and I'm a, I'm a sycophantic Lions fan. I've been my entire life. So it's very frustrating. I would never root against my team. But there's a few things here. One, it just shows you, and you saw a lot of this on social media from guys like Darius Slay, and Ashawn Robinson and Eric Ebron, not that we really care about Ebron because all he does is drop passes. But it shows you how much they disliked Matt Patricia. Now, I will say this on a personal note because, you know, I'm an outstanding professional, my friend. <laughs> Patricia liked me. I was one of the few he liked because I'm a, I was fair to the lights. I wasn't a hater. And, you know, he was always good to me in the year, three years he was here covering him. So I wish him well. I don't wish him any ill will. He was a terrible coach, though, horrendous. Lost the locker room year one. Most of them hated him. He got he cleaned that up. Things got better, got worse, got better, got worse. But I would say at least, you know, close to the majority of his players seemed to not like him. And you saw them go out against the Bad Bears team. Let's be honest. They're been overrated all year, but they obviously had more wins than the Lions going in. And Torinski had won five in a row against the Lions as well. Let's let's just look at the, the effort and passion and the excitement on the sideline and Stafford going nuts with the turnover and and Adrian Peterson freaking out in the end zone. You could see how much they dislike—not everyone, but a lot of them dislike Matt Patricia. So that's one thing. And you always, every time this season with Houston, Atlanta, and the Lions, the interim coach won that first game. Cornell and Raheem Morris. So you know that's that's one thing that is kind of a trend a lot in sports, especially in the NBA. It happens when you got to kind of relax, you fire a coach next game, the, the team plays great at least for a game. So that was part of it. It's one it's another thing where I'm not going to cheer against my team. I'm not going to buy into, oh, let's get the draft pick. It's one thing if the Lions were like a one-win team. They're not getting Trevor Lawrence. They're not getting Justin Strawberry Fields. It's about finding the replacement for Stafford, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Zach Wilson, whether it's Cal Trasko. I believe he's going to win the Heisman, by the way, uh, on a side note. And, you know, it's a lot of Lions fans. I've done the Lions postgame show for several years. And a lot of Lions fans get really angry when they win games they shouldn't. I'm never going to apologize for a loss. The, the guys, the, they're athletes. They're, you know, trying to be professional. They had a nice comeback win. It's really funny, though, TJ, because earlier this year, when the Bears came back and beat the Lions, I believe they scored 17 on answer in the fourth, the Bears were like a 98% or Lions were a 98% favorite to win the game, like late in the fourth quarter. So were the, so were the Bears when the Lions came back. It's just wacky. It's just a total
0: NFL comedy. Welcome to 2020.
1: Welcome to 2020. But, you know, it's about finding the right GM. It's about finding the right coach, finally, for this sad sack, star-crossed franchise. That's what really matters. I'm not worried about the win. I bet the Lions win one more game, maybe they beat Minnesota. Maybe they find a way to beat Green Bay, who they've kind of owned at times over the past, uh, you know, three, four years, especially during the Jim Caldwell tenure. And, you know, we worry about the draft pick later. Let's get the right GM. Let's get the right coach, and it's not going to matter unless they add an eight The Lions somehow win out, which is not happening. Uh, they're playing your Bucks coming up. That's a, that's a loss. For the Lions.
0: That's true. I mean the Buccaneers so here, right now, the They finish up with the Vikings coming this week. The Falcons twice, but that Lions game now the day after Christmas on the Saturday at Ford Field looms very interesting. Both teams. the Bucks trying to make the playoff position. Uh, playoff, uh, playoffs period, and then what is right. the playoff position? Because you want to stay out of – if they keep it, you and I are disagreeing. You believe they're going to go to an eighth team. I don't know. They have already said they're going to go to seven teams for sure in each conference. They're, they're so close to stay?
1: that eight team. They're teetering on it. R-
0: right. So, But if you're the seven team, then you're in the two-hole to play either the Saints or the Packers right off the bat on the road. So you want to stay out of the seven-hole if you can and be the six or be the five if you're jockeying for the wild card positions, the non-division winners in the NFC. So that Buccaneers-Lions game looms very large. Even if the Bucks, and I hope this is the case, were to win the next two, beating Minnesota at Atlanta, that Lions game still looming large to stay out of the seven hole because oh, yeah. the yeah. NFC West teams are still battling. Uh, you, you still obviously have to contend with Minnesota maybe uh, in the North as another team that could hang in and win. You gotta you gotta stay out of that position there. Try to get to the six. Try to get to the five. The five gets to go play the NFC East on the road. Yes. And, and, well, the good to news
1: get. is too, and, and I get what you're saying. And you definitely don't want to play a team like the Saints or the Packers in the first round. But the, the good news is, if you're you know the Bucks do end up being a, a seven C, which I believe they're going to be higher than that, we'll see. Is that home field advantage is nothing this year. So, yeah, you don't want to have to travel. But it's not like you're going into Lambeau Field with 65,000 fans. It's not like you're going into Seattle with the 12th man. So it's going to really – I don't want to say even the playing field. But the playoffs, we know, TJ, that NFL home field advantage is by far in all sports the most important. And it's not going to be nearly as big of an issue – this year so it's not the worst thing ever if you end that 17 but you definitely it's it's more about the opponent less about where you're traveling to if i will
0: understood all right just a couple more minutes left with dan leach i promised i wouldn't keep him too long here we are going to talk more nfl in the final segment with brian edwards here in a few moments and some nfl prognostication but i got you right here it is three dog thursday i'm staring right at the screen here again on the youtube roundtable at the lions getting eight points at home in the rematch with the packers for Three Dog Thursday purposes, are we saying negative, Ghost Rider, the pattern is full? Do not go for the Lions there in that instance as we look at the uh, the odds here from mybookie.ag, one of our sponsors. No. Do I hear no? No. What we are saying,
1: saying is don't touch the damn game. I said last week the Lions would beat the Bears. Not that I was, like, fired up about it, but I knew they would because it just totally made sense catching the three points on the, on, the, on the road. If you had to take a side in that game, you've got to lay the eight with Green Bay, but – the Lions have played the Packers tough often in the last you know, off and on actually, but they've they they have had a run against Green Bay over the last five, right. six years, as I mentioned, going back to the Jim Caldwell era where they hadn't beaten Green Bay and Lambeau since the early nineties and they did it a couple times. But I, I you gotta lay the eight with the Packers. If you're taking that game, I, I would understand. stay completely away from that game. I
0: understand. You like this one much more that's on the yes. screen, and that is the Vegas Raiders at home with the Colts. Why, real quick, do you like them plus the three if you oh, had to the take the DTF
1: Squatch is outright upsets. Very, very solid this year. And, listen, the Colts, incredible defense. I've been very good picking the Colts, by the way, and nice win from, uh, for me with them last week. against uh, Houston. The Raiders are a very, very streaky team. I've been burned by them. But remember, they covered against Kansas City a couple weeks ago. I, I know Jacobs is banged up, but I just think that when you look at Las Vegas, they're fighting for their lives right now. They're at home. You've got Derek Carr. You've got this, you know, John Gruden coach team that it just seems like the perfect spot to beat a better team and keep their self alive in the playoff line. So I, I, I like that as the outright upset. It's not going to be easy, but I feel like the Raiders get the job done. It just all the metrics are, are pointing towards an outright upset win for the Raiders.
0: And they're still hanging around in the AFC playoff. Right picture. We're talking about and they, that amazing finish conspiracy theories everywhere that Greg Williams was in the tank trying to help them be zero and 16 and get the number one pick calling that defense at the end of the game. But you still got to throw the ball and complete the pass, which Derek Carr did at the very end. We'll see if that continues. What is continuing is the great work by Dan Leach on 97 one, the ticket in Detroit. I want to plug away, uh, with you as well my friend here as uh, I show this to the fans on the screen find this man on social media at Dan leach 971 there he is, is hunk of a guy. there you are Dan leach 971 on social media for 971 the ticket the uh, the all sports station the FM all sports station in Detroit and we want them to also peep right here the task force which is your multimedia show look at this with his own guests. Very percent. similar looking to what we're doing. You're hanging out there on the task force multiple times a week online, and you even have your own Twitter handle there. And they can find it where else? Plug away on where else they can find the task force. Yeah,
1: we'll task force on Twitter, but it's, it always streams live to three different Facebook sites, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and uh, having a lot of fun with it. We've had Mike Breed on. We've had a lot of Detroit, uh, you know, media and, and, and athletic celebrities on, and eventually. Uh, the famed TJ Reeves is going to be after, well, after football season. You're coming on for your own
0: show. You are truly desperate if you're bringing me on. You're thinking the Buccaneers will oh, come so through citizen. here for a couple of victories. We'll see if they are able to come through for a couple of victories. Again, my friend, thank you. I know that you are busy with other things. You've got your Never own stuff that you've got you. going on. But, hey, who better to help me sort out the Michigan-Ohio State thing and to talk about Little Lions, uh, et cetera. Keep knocking them dead on 971 The Ticket. They can find that online uh, through uh, through what? Through Intercom's app. They yeah, can radio. Find
1: you, com, and, of course, 971 theticketcom You can stream it live as well. But it's on that radio.com app. And it's pretty cool. We have a rewind feature. So let's say there's a show or one of my shows, if you want to hear it, and you miss it, you can go on the, the app and actually go back and listen to it.
0: Love Whatever that you about you. No doubt. Play him to your heart's content uh, there with all the cutups. And again, follow him at Dan Leach 97.1. Brother Man, thank you. I appreciate you hanging out with me on Three Dog Thursday on the YouTube Roundtable.
1: Always an honor, my friend. Stay healthy, and we'll see you on that Lions-Bucks game. We'll have to have some kind of a personal wager on that one.
0: Right after Christmas. would will be a post-Christmas yes. present for the Lions or the Bucks. We'll see what happens. Dan, thank you. Brian Edwards is back talking NFL picks with me straight ahead in the final segment. Stay with us. Indeed, he is back with us. Love the insight of Brian Edwards of MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider with the underdogs flying uh, every which direction. we gotta, we got to be better Uh, Your Atlanta Falcons killing me as I took them for the second time in three weeks against the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill. Gotta stop kicking field goals, Atlanta Falcons, down inside the red zone. Of course, uh, except when you're playing my Tampa Bay Buccaneers in two of the final three regular season games coming up. You can kick all the field goals you want. Uh, In that instance, uh, Atlanta found uh, found themselves behind and found a way to work themselves back in the game, but still couldn't get it done as the Saints clinched a playoff spot and it basically locked up the NFC South now Um, and there's also good news if you're a Saints fan depending on what your feelings are that Drew Brees apparently will be back next week not for this week's game uh, for the Saints in Philadelphia but could be back for the huge showdown with the Kansas City Chiefs in week 15 from the fractured ribs stand by but the Saints uh, have played well enough with Taysom Hill, and you got to give Sean Payton again a tremendous amount of credit. I keep saying this over and over again on this podcast over the last two or three years, the Buccaneers podcast that I hope when you, when they play the Saints, they are so well coached. They play to their strengths. He plays to whatever the personnel strengths. I mean, they didn't miss a beat and and, and won all the games with Teddy Bridgewater last year. And now people were laughing three weeks ago, Brian, about Taysom Hill. They're three for three with Taysom Hill. I know he's not going to make you forget Dan Marino or Peyton Manning with throwing the ball in numbers, but they're winning with him, with what they're doing. They, They have rolled offensively and still been able to function. The Saints deserve a lot of credit. Peyton deserves a lot of credit. Yes.
2: Yeah, 8-0 without him the last two years, definitely. I mean, I don't like the guy. He's got a beach house here. I see him out and about (laughs) sometimes, but I will give him credit. Uh yeah, we'll give him credit. He ain't no without Breeze is uh,
0: pretty something else. And they have been the team to beat basically in the NFC for about five years now, and it's and it's going to continue again this year. I know Green Bay beat them head to head in the Superdome earlier this year, and it's Green Bay and New Orleans kind of one two in the NFC. But I still believe the Saints would be the team to beat if somebody can knock them off in the NFC playoffs. All right, so let's get into it. I touched on this all the way back at the beginning of our conversations before we talked college that it's an NFL. That, that now sees the Giants win in Seattle, tremendous win, and then uh, the victory by the Washington football team on Monday afternoon at Pittsburgh. Suddenly the NFC East becomes a little more lively with those two victories, and that's going to lead you right into Three Dog Thursday. I'm going right to your wheelhouse here.
2: Yeah, I, I like, and I've been riding the Giants for a while um, on Unfortunately, I did not uh, take them last week. I ended up getting a little bit of uh, uh, in-game on them at not even quite uh, plus ten and a half. But, look, this team has won four games in a row. When underdogs, they have covered seven in a row. And before the four-game winning streak, they had the two-point loss to Tampa. I think you were even up there for that. And that was a game they easily could have won and I want to say they let out right a good chunk of that game the Philadelphia game on the Thursday night if Evan Ingram catches that pass they go into victory formation he dropped the third down pass right in his hands. then they had the punt and Philly got a uh a late uh I forget if it was a touchdown or a field goal they did they got but, a late I mean, touchdown could,
0: yes late touchdown
2: yeah I mean and they won the game before that this team could easily be on an eight-game winning streak because they blew the game at at Dallas. The reason why the Giants are good right now is because their defense is playing dynamite. They're number four in the NFL at stopping the run. They're number nine uh, in scoring defense. And obviously, you know, we don't know if Daniel Jones, um, maybe he gets back this week. But, you know, a a week of getting acclimated, Colt McCoy, just be a game manager because this team – is all about its defense and my boy Caden Smith uh, blocking it tight end. He he, uh, he sprung Gallman on that sixty yard run, which was really probably the key to that game. Uh, I I like the Giants this week, uh, and, and I'm telling you this team is is going to be dangerous in the playoffs. I remember, I think the last team below five hundred to make the playoffs I want to say was Seattle, correct? And they hosted New Orleans and correct. they beat the mess yes. out of New Orleans. That was a really good New Orleans team. I want to say that went 11-5, and 12-4. I think it was the year my Falcons went 13-3 and three and got spanked by the Packers at home. But uh, this Giants team or Washington, and we'll get to them in a second, uh, they could be trouble for anybody in the playoffs.
0: Well, and again, Daniel Jones, injured hamstring, not practicing midweek, not likely to play. So it's Colt McCoy's ship again. Uh, As as somebody pointed out, I mean, the Giants lose Saquon Barkley uh, with the exception of Ingram. You know, no more OBJ there at wide receiver. They traded him away. With the exception of Ingram, you don't really know who their receivers are. Colt McCoy at quarterback, yet they're still scoring points and finding a way. Uh, Defense, a lot of it. Uh, and I feel, again, I have empathy because a year ago, the Bucks were forced to travel all over the globe and play games and come back. We went to Los Angeles and came back for a game uh, at home eventually. went to Lo- but, but You know what? We didn't even play a home game. Went to Los Angeles and came back, didn't play a home game. Eventually went to London and came back. And then later in the year, went to Seattle and came back. How about Arizona has already had to go to New York to play the Jets and come back earlier in the year. K- went to New England a couple of weeks ago and had to come back to Arizona and play last week, and now comes back to New York again. Whereas the New England Patriots are playing on Three Dog Thursday, on Thursday night, they got to stay in Los Angeles this week, on the short week, play the Rams Thursday night after playing the L.A. Chargers, who were horrible last Sunday. So for some teams, they work out the schedule and make it, and make it work for them. The Arizona Cardinals aren't one of those, and they may be fatigued for this matchup with the Giants, uh, who, as you mentioned, are uh, right now on a four-game win streak. And you're going to stick with the NFC least here on Three Dog Thursday, and what and what do you like for another underdog? Uh, let's go
2: with Washington plus three and a half at San Francisco. Uh, Washington has won three games in a row, and it is all about. and, and then the two losses prior to that were by three points apiece and they won the game before that and then the game before that they lost by one to the giants so this is a team uh that is four and two straight up in its last six and uh, but its last three losses have been by seven combined points and again like the giants it's all about defense and, and Chase Young uh, up front is playing outstanding. Uh, that whole D-line is outstanding. They're number four in the NFL in total defense. They're number three against the pass. They're number 10 against the run. They're number eight in scoring defense, 21.7 points per game. And uh, Alex Smith is starting to get into a decent groove. And, uh, you know, they were down 14-3 four, at halftime at Pittsburgh. Yes, 15, they were. And they rallied and went rally and right outright. So uh, they're now, they're not, they played Monday night the same way as San Fran did. So they're on equal resting uh, terms, if you will. Obviously, Washington's got to go out west, but I'm going to go with with Washington plus three or three and a half.
0: The only thing I will say about that pick, it's a great story. Of course, Ron Rivera has been taking cancer treatment during the season, the first year coach for Washington. They're improving much like the Giants and playing better football. Alex Smith, what a story to even come back and be able to have a normal life. He he was possibly going to have to have his leg amputated because of infection and the surgeries. He's back playing in the NFL with the elite of the elite. The one thing is, I know they're they're making it work, but he can't He can't plant and throw deep, and and they have no deep passing attack. A lot of it is dink and dunk kind of underneath. Logan Thomas has been a great weapon. The former Virginia Tech quarterback who's bulked up and playing tight end slash receiver for them has been great. I just don't know that the magic keeps up for Washington here in this matchup with San Francisco, who was pretty good. Uh, in that game with Buffalo, again, this game is in Arizona <laughs> the bizarre 2020 year. Uh, Brian Edwards, they're playing this game again in Glendale, Arizona, because the 49ers can't go home to Santa Clara. They're not allowed to congregate, meet, practice, pl- much less play a game. So they're staying in Arizona. So, so San Francisco stayed there after their Monday night loss to Buffalo. Washington coming there. We'll see what happens in that matchup. Uh, for the NFC East, but again, who who had Colt McCoy helping the Giants get into the playoff race, and Alex Smith helping the Washington Football Team get into the playoff race? Wacky year in the NFL for sure. All right, we got to get out of here in a few moments. I will take, you know what, you've been so big on the Steelers and, and have uh, and have convinced me about what they can do. I think this is a great bounce-back spot for them. Buffalo looked fantastic, speaking of the 49ers in Arizona against the 49ers on Monday night. Josh Allen was tremendous. I think the Steeler defense will bounce back. I think they will get back to running the football some, which they did not do a lot of in either one of these two games, the wins over Baltimore and the loss to Washington. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They realize now they're in a real battle with Kansas City the last four weeks for home field advantage. Give me Pittsburgh outright in Buffalo In the Sunday night game with the suddenly darling Bills, I'm just looking here for the last time that the Steelers were an underdog. It actually was in Baltimore on November 1st. They won the game, and I had that. I think you had that as well on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, They also won the week before against Tennessee as a one-point underdog for Three Dog Thursday purposes. Those are the only two times they have been an underdog this year. They're two for two, give me Pittsburgh, in the Sunday night game against a really good Bills team But I think uh, for the reasons I just laid out, Pittsburgh finds a way to get them in that matchup. So that'll be my one NFL underdog. I took a couple of college underdogs. If I have to take one other uh, underdog off the National Football League, uh, for this weekend, it would probably uh, it would probably be the Monday night game. Baltimore right now one or one and a half point favorite. I love Cleveland I at home. I lean, I lean Cleveland. Yeah, I love. Cleveland how can you there. how could you watch the first half of that Tennessee game and not be a believer right now in Kevin Stefanski and the Browns at nine wow. and three? They were last nine and three with Bill Belichick and Vinny Testaverde. Brian Edwards at and their, quarterback and their defensive coordinator Nick what? Saban. That's the last time they there were 9 know. and 3 in 1994, so we'll see about the Browns, but if I have to go with another underdog a second one I'll go with the next primetime game which is Monday night for Cleveland and Baltimore for Cleveland just to win the game outright. For a chance to be 10-3, and welcome to 2020 in the crazy world. We live in a world where the Cleveland Browns are 9-3 and with four games to go. Welcome to 2020 (laughs) on Go Figure That. Uh, Brian, great stuff as always here. Plug away on where the fans can read you online, your social media, all your great info, your picks, uh, everything you have, not just underdogs, but the point totals, the favorites, all you have. Plug away.
2: Uh you follow me on Twitter at Vegas uh B Edwards. Uh I've got articles up on the uh the spreads for the championship games on December nineteenth at Major dot uh, com. My SEC notebook and my UFC two fifty six previews will be all uh, ready to roll on Vegas Insider some Friday afternoon or early evening. And uh you can follow Major Wager's Twitter account at Major Wager Uno. Uh good luck uh with your picks to your listeners, good luck to you. Uh and Thanks for having me,
0: TJ. Have a great weekend, my man. There he goes. My thanks again to Brian Edwards hanging with me, Dan Leach in the middle on the YouTube Roundtable segment. Go find us on YouTube at 3 Dog Thursday. And a reminder again, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Reminder again, take the screenshot. I know you've listened all the way to the end of the podcast. Take the screenshot of you rating us and reviewing us. Uh, over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify in particular, maybe Google Podcasts as well. I don't care. Rate us and review us with a five star review. Send that screenshot. Be the first two of you that do that under the replies and the mentions of Three Dog Thursday on Twitter. The number three, Three Dog Thursday on Twitter. Be the first two that send those screenshots. You'll get a free Smack Apparel shirt on me on us. And don't forget our promo code is still out there. Tag to save thirty percent off of uh Smack Apparel's merchandise right now uh for our great holiday season giveaways of all those in-your-face hilarious uh, pro and college football-themed shirts with Smack Apparel. So again, take the screenshot, rate us and review us, send that to me, the first two of you that do it. There may be many more of you that do it, but the first two of you on the timestamp that do it, you're winning a free Smack Apparel shirt on me and from the guys at SmackApparel.com. Send it to the Three Dog Thursday Twitter page. We'll get in contact with you. You've won. You'll get your shirt in time for the holidays. For now, we are done. My thanks to our guests. Again, a reminder to subscribe, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Thanks again to my guys, Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, Colby Dan, everybody with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Find us through there, but go subscribe uh, here to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. We'll be back next Thursday. Good luck with the underdogs from... uh Brian's doggies Dan Leach up in Detroit to my underdogs let's see how the dogs do woof woof enjoy all the football this weekend here on three dog Thursday bye